Thursday, Sean Castanmare. We go by Trinity Infinity, America's number one throuple. Absolutely. This is the come up. Believe it or not, they did not practice that. Yeah. <laughs> Unrehearsed. That was off the cuff. Oh my God! The other night, uh, we 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 were at Joey's last week as as watchers of this show know, and one of the nights we were just fucking really far out and we we're doing a little drum circle, and you were playing a paper bag or a piece of paper, literally. <laughs> Mare had a piece of paper. Me and Joey had um, boxes we found, and we were just doing a little drum circle, and she was just you're playing a piece of paper. fucked up until you're doing a solo on a fucking cardboard <laughs> box in a drum circle and, and on the floor like of a kitchen. And it sounds like the best thing you've ever heard. Ever. You're, you're, we're like, yo, Mare's going off. She's like... <laughs> I will say, I did not participate, but you guys all sounded very tapped in and dropped in. So. Oh, yeah. We were definitely... <laughs> We were dropped into something. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, I tried to resist it at first, but yeah, you did. That was so funny. I, was like, I guess funny. this is the night. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Mary, you want to play this piece of paper? And she's like, Stop it! Right. <laughs> Five minutes later, she was like, Give me that fucking thing. <laughs> Ten minutes after that, we're like, Damn, there's the Mozart of fucking paper playing. <laughs> Oh, too funny. Yeah, Joey's is fun. It's a fun place to be. Oh, Waking yeah. up with the steam shower. I mean, I've never felt so rich in my life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like taking a steam shower in the morning, you'd think it would suck the life out of you. No. Like where you wouldn't be able to function after right. that. Well, I it's think actually the opposite. If you don't, if you're not good with extremism, it probably could. That's true. I don't you know, know I mean? but you would come up and I'd be like, Mary, you're glowing. Like, Mary, what the hell did you do? I'm built for hot, humid climates. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where I thrive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're already in the, the beginning of a dark, rainy, cold, wet, damp winter. Yeah. It hasn't know. been too cold dark. yet, but yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's coming. But the darkness. That's what gets me. <laughs> the darkness. It, it, it's, the, the yeah. darkness gets me <laughs> because it's like there's a little bit, there's there's not much daylight to work. This is the time of year where it's like we have to use artificial lights to even do our podcast. No matter when we try to do it, there's yeah. just not enough light coming in here. And I don't know. It, it's it's important for me this time of year to try to run no matter what. It, you know, I've been in such a bad mood about it this week too. Like yeah. I don't want to go out. My body doesn't want to go out right. there. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll like take some Kratom and just like force myself because yeah. the, the Kratom give me a little artificial burst of energy yeah. and I could do three, four miles. And uh, inevitably, Cass and I come home from those runs and we're like, we're 10 times happier. Yeah. And, and I'm not even, it, it might even be 100 times happier. Yeah. Just feeling fucking great, tingling, you know, it's good for you. 
sounds obvious. Definitely moves the energy. Yeah. And yeah, I it always is the best when you're like, because you can kind of sink into life, you know, and feel like, oh, I couldn't possibly get out there and run. But that's exactly the time when you need to run most. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can you guys fill us in about what's going on with this goddamn moon? <laughs> you know, this fucking thing. Well, I'll controls wait. Can I life. contribute first? What I have to contribute? Yeah. <laughs> um, before marriage. Before the moon fucking starts speaking up. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say is that it's called the Beaver Full Moon, uh, the November Moon Full Moon, because uh, this is the time of year when beavers build their dams for the winter, and. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, can I just add uh, one quick question? Why do beavers build dams? Like, why do they? To hibernate and stuff, and the but ice. They, they dam up the river so it freezes, or they, it can capture fish or something. Like, why are they doing that? Um. There's probably some obvious reason. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. If anyone knows, why do beavers build dams? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I think it makes hunting for them easier, but it's also like their home, their shelter. Mm-hmm. It's how they attract their mates. Damn. Gotta build a home for a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's so. like, what kind of size of logs you got? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, damn, this ain't shit. <laughs> Those are some mighty fine trompers you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taurus full moon, correct, Cass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do know that, too. Fucking yeah. Beaver moon. Beaver moon. It is an eclipse. It's almost a full um, eclipses are hard to put language to because I think the essence of them is mysterious, but they do tend to include or mean finishings, finalizings. Um, it's like a, a grand shift and that can be an internal emotional one. Um, but oftentimes it's also external. Um, so they usually mark, um, and this season, um, they're happening in the winter time. Uh, yeah, just really big shifts with us, and especially because it's going to be conjunct Uranus and Taurus. Um, and Uranus, again, is just like this mad scientist out in the sky trying to throw as many dice as possible and always switching it up. That's sort of his job is change, no matter what. Um, and so there's just going to be this huge internal and external focus on, okay, I have to do something to change. Something mm-hmm. in my life has to shift. Um, and top of the fact that the nodes, which I talked about last week, are moving from Sagittarius and Gemini to Taurus and Scorpio. Um, and we're just going to be more focused, like we have been this your long Uranus transit on Taurian values, which is like money, safety, security, our value systems, how we value ourselves, what we value in other people. Um, so, yeah, it's expect change. That's what you can really say with an eclipse. Um, mm. And mis- mm. like historically, or tr- like especially like back in the day when you talk to uh, tribes and stuff, like um, it was very feared. Eclipses were very feared, and of course, naturally, when something disappears from the sky, when the sky is like your television every night, it can be quite <laughs> terrifying, Holy right? Fuck. And so people hid during eclipses, especially solar eclipses, but lunar ones as well. People mm. hid because they thought um, more demon spirits were out, more of the like shadow could exist because there really was a diminishment of light and the reflection of it. And you shouldn't be doing things on eclipses. You know, you should try and just like stay in your home and be more reflective mm. and be more receptive to the changing energies that be. Um, because putting yourself out there can have a little bit more risk factor, I guess, when eclipses are, um, yeah, are in the mix. And I'll, I'll say something funny. So I followed an electional astrologer who I love and I followed for years and, um, electional astrology is like picking some dates of the month that are like the best to do things because the angles in the sky are more beneficial. Mm. Um, and all through November, right until the end of November, um, for the first time in years that I've listened to this person, they were like, just don't do it. (laughs) 
And sometimes electional astrology is just don't do it instead mm, of here the days wow. to do it. It's just don't do it. It's the it's, opposite of Nike. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> just, just don't. Just wait to do it. And don't. there will be reprieve at the end of November. There's going to be like a little rest and relax, a little bit of Neptunian energy that comes in at the beginning of December where you can feel like you can escape for a second. Um, then we're going to get into whatever December holds, which I'll talk about a later date. But. Mm. Yeah, there's been some things I thought haven't been too overwhelming with the astrology. No, I loved that. No, that was really helpful because there's been some things that I've been like trying to make happen this month and they're just like kind of not happening. And this has just helped me be very zen about it. Right. You know, like, okay, I wanted to have a couple shoot days and collaborate with this person and they're not available and that's because it's not meant to be and right. it's okay. And to be like just bring in patience and that's It's sort of cleansing. Thing. Right. I mean, it feels cleansing. Like, right. Okay, cool. It's not the time to do it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, when I know that this energy is coming up and eclipse energy is coming, um, I try because the urge is to change and it's an intense urge. And I think a lot of times when we think about change, we think about really monumental change with like the biggest factors in our life, because those tends to be the ones that feel like the biggest stressors mm. when really just like you're saying something as small as running, that kind of a change can be the most biggest kind of like magnetism of yeah. change in your life Absolutely. versus like, Oh, I'm ending this relationship or I'm going to quit this job. And you're still on the same frequency spinning out on the same shit, you mm. know? Um, so it's a, it's like a time to try and like go, I think to smaller levels of change. is like a way to control the energy because it's still going to express itself. But uh, that's kind of the beauty of knowing astrology. You really can like channel the energy if you know what's mm. coming. Yeah. Full moons yeah. in general, I'd like to keep as, um, yeah, like a fulfillment of desires and kind of like a wish for the next full moon season and like seeing it as a cycle and like this culmination. And um, there's something kind of really good about like making intentions for the next month. And definitely. And well, yeah. And usually on the full moon, we have all of this light and that's um, where it does feel like things culminate and you can see, you can almost see the realities of your life a little bit more clearly. But when mm. there are eclipses, that light is gone. And so we're in this time where, oh, it feels like I should be seeing what I need to be seeing. And yet I can't see it. And I need, I know I need to change. Mm. Um, <laughs> and all of these, you know, everybody around you is feeling that way. So you're stressing each other out. And then it's like, God, like, are we the, the fucking problem or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Or is this job the problem? Or, you know, is art the problem? You know, because I think we've heard a lot of like extreme things from our friends as well um, recently too. And it's like, no, <laughs> a no. lot of these bigger things are not the problem. It's like these smaller, um, more like Virgo-esque data day changes that are really going to make like the biggest differences you know mm. and maybe you know maybe this venus and capricorn time is going to bring an end to something for you um with this pluto conjunction but i think just not in november you know what i mean just write it out <laughs> <laughs> it's a short month to write out it's a short yeah. it's just one of them you know what i mean yeah it's just one of them and i a lot of people can really enjoy this Uranian energy of change you know what i mean if you can you know what I was going to ask you? And, and this would be a, an interesting thing. Maybe you could think of an example. But what would uh, uh, Uranus man walking into a room be like, you know? Yeah. Um, he's like Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Rick is like a very perfect to me. Like he's the mad scientist. He's a super genius. He's super smart. Um, he has like commitment issues in general yeah. um, and uh, knows how to get things done and changes things generally in the right direction, but has like this... Uh, chaotic uncontrollable dysfunction you know, mad person dysfunction yeah kind of um energy and a lot of times as humans we associate uranus with that because we're afraid of change mm. and it's not that uranus necessarily is like 
uh, um, known as a malefic planet trying to bring hardship. He's really just trying to bring fruitful change. But a lot of times we see that as like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You're honest. Like I didn't want to fucking change that, oh, you Jesus know, at the time. Like as psyched as we'd be <laughs> if Rick from Rick and Morty walked in here right now, a month of that is a bit like, come on, man. It's, 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 it's fucking the, my nervous system can't handle it. Totally. <laughs> and it's not like Morty is like the perfect, he's not Saturn, you know, it's not like that kind of a show where it's Uranus versus Saturn, but like, because we all have both those dynamics within ourselves. Sometimes I laugh because I see Morty in myself, you know? Yeah, me too. And sometimes too. when I'm an asshole, I'm like, I'm really being Rick right now. You know what I mean? Well, everyone knows that in this relationship, I'm the most Morty. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because the way you guys use your voice. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, you you Rick me and I, I'm the Morty sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we Everybody. all play our parts. We don't like to get pigeonholed. Yeah. No. But you're interesting, Cass, because like... You and I have a very prominent Uranus placement being in the sixth house of every day mm-hmm. and you having a Capricorn heavy chart and that's in Capricorn. But obviously like you're so earthy. Um, I think on a lot of other levels, the Saturn embodiment seems like more of what you're doing. But when you look at your life, like in a bigger picture, it's like, oh, but you really love the change and you can really hold down a lot of change because you have all this earthy Saturn energy mm. as well. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah, and you kind of have to have both to be able to succeed and grow. And I'm through my Saturn return getting rocked by it because um, <laughs> I'm not a Saturnian folk. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have Saturn in a Saturn-ruled sign. But, uh, yeah, I've definitely been able to tap into the Uranian. I'll just change this energy for most of my life, you know, to its own detriment. I've definitely been like a, a runner, you know, an escape artist at its best, you know. Like, mm. um, and uh, I'm really learning the value and not doing that through my Saturn return, you know, and sticking shit out in relationships and, you know, that's yeah. where my Saturn is. And, um, yeah, yeah. We try to keep you on a loose leash. We're like, you could leave if you really wanted to, but that's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad idea. <laughs> no, we just got to keep the seduction going, you know. No, it's just, it's too much fun. Wow. Yeah, Sean is, uh, has a lot of Saturn. I'm a Saturn has man. Has a lot of Uranus too. But uh, yeah, more more Saturn. You definitely have been able to embody him very well. Yeah? You think I've done good with uh, the responsibility of being a Saturn man? Incredibly. I mean, I think you're the, you know, in contrast, your father kind of having a really difficult time embodying that energy forced you into embodying it at a very young age and you kind of mastered it. And then later in your life, you've, you've brought more of this, you're on an energy with psychedelics and like weed and, you know, just switching it up, you know, but you first mastered Saturn, you know, and you didn't really, I guess, until your Saturn return with your, you know, until you started doing films and stuff with it being in Libra, but, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely dropped and gave him fifty, and I think the fruits of those labors are wow. You know, you're you're. I've current, never understood astrology so much till till that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I do have both, and I'm I was so distinctly Saturn man till I was thirty. Met this one, smoke a little pot. Yeah. Well, and when I, and for you, I should say, it's not the Uranus energy, it's the Neptune. Sean's biggest chart rulers are Saturn and Neptune, which is fucking fascinating because Saturn is Lord of time, father of time, structure of reality, and Neptune is the absence of that. And so he has this like very contrasting, like, okay, I can, I can master this father of time stuff, but I have this like dissolution of boundaries energy. And that's where I feel like you really started to 
be more of yourself when you took psychedelics and weed and Absolutely. all this stuff when you invited more of that Neptunian energy, which was probably more scary to you having a father like you have who yeah. has not done the best with that type of energy. You know yeah. what I mean? You've kept that at an arm's length for I most did, of your yeah, life. Exactly. You know I mean? But it came for me and that, yeah, that's what the mushrooms will do. Yes. The mushrooms will come <laughs> for you whether you like it or not. That's definitely what the mushrooms will wow. do. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm trying to learn, like take notes on, uh, I was just talking about this to Joey actually about center return. Cause he was talking about, you know, having such a hard time with responsibility. And, um, I think it's sometimes hard times hard to take notes when you're studying and you're studying for a planet, you know, cause right now I'm being asked to study Saturn and you can think like, okay, the, the most responsible is attorney and people in my life. I'm going to just give this example. Don't smoke weed. And so, like, I want to be responsible and Saturnian, and if they think ill of it, the truth must be that weed is not responsible. Mm. And that, to be is, like, bad note-taking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're studying the right shit, you're studying the right people, yeah. you know, but you're taking the wrong notes. Yeah. Because um, these truths aren't necessarily universal, you know? Um, and I think that, I mean, I don't know how you work that skill of, like, how to be a good note-taker. Yeah. Um, well, for me, it was always not take notes. <laughs> I, yeah. I always did better on the tests if yeah. I just sat. Because I had a, oh. one teacher that just lectured. Oh, my God. And everyone just wrote down everything said. When I did that, I failed the test when I just listened. So you're an auditory learner. Yeah. That's oh, an auditory just, learner yeah. thing. Yeah, because yeah, it happened to me, too. If I took notes, it would distract me. Yeah. And, like, my – it was – all yeah. And they didn't understand that in school. It, it was really, like, right after I feel like I finished middle school where they introducing into the education system all that it's fucking anything but different learning styles. It, it, yeah. Just at all as a concept. Because I feel like when I was growing up, if you said that, you're like, what a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. A, what a great – like, where we are with consciousness now. Like, I tattoo people who teach at schools that are, like, vegan and they play music all day and, like, kindergarten. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how they've just changed so much. Can you imagine coming up mm. in the time where, like, you're a reading you could listen to oh. i would fucking kill it <laughs> my, to my dad every time i talk to him he says that he's like can you imagine if they knew about auditory learning in high school if you could i just think listen i would be books? better at that too because when i listen to a podcast or something i absorb it in a so like i don't have a visual memory so when i read something like in yesterday's episode <laughs> i was fucking talking about something i had read like two nights before and i can't see the words i right. can't remember the words that were used because i can't see them i just yeah. I, you know, I know the words, but they, I lose access because I have, and so that's why I think of myself as someone who does have to take notes because I then have to read it like 10 times in order to commit it, you know, mm. maybe it's just because it's yeah. harder. Maybe saying it out loud too mm. can be helpful too. Mm. Yeah. Um, Different, uh, you, you know, learning, stuff. learning how you learn is a Learning how you learn. That's a good way to say it, Sean. Tool Learning how you learn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, let's get out of here. You want to pull a card as we leave? Yeah. This is just going to be a quick one. We can't dwell on it. <laughs> I basically handed her a card because I'm moon. a moon dog. We just talked about the full crazy. moon. Of course. I love it. Cool. Of course. All right. All right. Perfect. Well, the magic is here. What more is there to say about it? <laughs> What's, what, what more is there to say? We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Hasta mañana.